Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. And it's good to drive across the Treasure State to watch some football. Even better to be back in the Bobcat football offices. Welcome in. It's Nuanez now. You want to stop shop for all things sports across the state of Montana each and every weekday right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. It's well statewide television, SWX Montana. If you want to listen in on one of your mobile devices, I'm actually doing the show from an iPad right now. So if you want to tune in on a mobile device, all you have to do is go to 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. There you'll find the stream. You can stream it 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. If you want to give us a call, shoot us a text. It's easy as well, 406-361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. We'll get right to a good show for you today. I am sitting at the Montana State Football Offices. We'll be joined by B.J. Robertson here in just a minute. He's the associate head coach of Montana State as well as the special teams coordinator and the director of high school operations. We're also going to hear from Clint May. Funny that we're in Bozeman because Clint May was a very successful high school coach in Bozeman, but he is now the track and field coach at the University of Montana. His team had a big performance last week at the Al Manual Invitational, so I caught up with Coach May earlier this week. Then we're going to be back in the saddle at my place in Bozeman. It's like a traveling radio show. This will be pretty fun, though. We're going to talk all things Big Sky Conference women's hoops with Brooks Nuanas, my brother, partner at SkylineSportsMT.com. We all of a sudden have four head coaching openings in the Big Sky Conference in women's basketball, so we'll break all those down. It's not just the Lady Grizz. They're in the mix for a new coach. Abrupt firing two days ago at Eastern Washington, so we'll get into that. Plus the openings at Portland State and Sac State as well. 
Top of the hour, we're going to do a little buy-sell with Brooks. Talk all things all the way around the world of sports. We're going to talk NCAA tournament. We're going to talk Texas football and basketball. We're going to talk NFL draft. We're going to talk Eastern Washington. And we're even going to talk a little Major League Baseball. And then, of course, it's a Friday. So, Carolyn, our resident chick who doesn't know sports, swinging by the show to give you the funniest segment of the week each and every week. But we have to start with what I thought was one of the coolest moments I've had covering sports in the state of Montana, watching a young lady from Montana State on the national stage last night. Tori Martell, senior at Montana State in her last performance ever as a Bobcat, goes out on top as well as you can go out on top at the women's three-point shooting contest at the Final Four in Indianapolis. Tori Martell, she goes out and wins the thing. She drops 22 in the final round. She was absolutely on fire. What a cool moment for her. What a cool moment for the Big Sky Conference, and what a cool moment for the state of Montana. I mean, for her to do that in her last performance, pretty awesome. I'm here in at the Montana State uh, football offices with B.J. Roberts. And coach, did you get a chance to watch last night? I did. I uh, got to see it. It was awesome. She, uh, we were laughing. Uh, one of the posts from our SID is: Is he going to have to add her twenty uh, threes to her career record, which would give her the all-time? So that's pretty amazing and awesome for her. Great kid, hard worker, and great to see her have success on a national stage. You got to love that too. I mean, what an example of what a student athlete can be, right? I mean, Tori Martell is. A 4.0 student. I mean, she's going to graduate with honors from the nursing school here at Montana State. And she did it with so much class and grace, too. I mean, she, I've never seen her without a smile on her face. Every time I interview her, so cheerful. I mean, what a great example for the rest of your athletes here at MSU. Oh, exactly. And I loved how you could see the people around just kind of gravitate towards her. You know, that's the kind of leader she is and the clutch player she is. You know, need your best when uh, your best is needed. And she definitely had it. And, of course, loving the lefty. The lefties always uh, get kind of the you know the second tier so it was awesome seeing her knock him down couldn't have been more stoked for the emails I've received in our last two days. A press release from Montana State saying season tickets are going on sale for football and they're expecting full capacity of Bobcat Stadium. And then yesterday, University of Montana makes a similar announcement, expecting full capacity at Washington Grizzly Stadium as well. And Coach, what, I, mean, I, said, I said when I got here to your office, I haven't seen you live and in person in more than a year. I haven't watched any football, not practice, nothing live and in person since December of 2019. So I'm in town mostly to check out the practice tomorrow and uh, you know catch up with some of the guys. Most of the staff remains intact which is a good thing, um, but also uh, can't wait to see Brett Vegan on the field. I've spent a couple uh, times with him interviewing him. He's been on this show, but uh, have not actually got a chance to see him coach. But you must love the fact that we are actually moving towards being back on the football field and Bobcat Stadium, if things go according to plan here, about six months could be rocking. Yeah, uh, that's what we all do this for. Bobcat Nation's awesome about getting out and supporting us, uh, having the taste in the playoffs last year, uh, home field advantage and the crowd going wild and really giving us that extra edge. Um, you know, there's nothing like it. So can't wait to get them back and see everybody and get rolling. B.J. Robertson, Special Teams Coordinator, Director of High School Operations, Associate Head Coach. A whole bunch of different titles here at Montana State. So, Coach, I know it's been such a strange year for everybody, but just tell us about your experience and what, what has this last year or so been like for you as you do wear a lot of hats for this program? Uh, you know, it's been a couple things. It's definitely... 
you know, made you thankful for the relationships and the recruiting across the state and uh, so thankful for all the high school coaches and, and uh, folks reaching out to us and helping us in that process because we didn't get kids on campus. We didn't get to have our camps in the summer, which is always so awesome, having guys and getting, you know, we sent out some emails about doing the team camps this coming year and putting the band back together and just getting to see everybody. Like you're saying, it's so exciting to see you today and have that face-to-face uh, contact and interaction and so yeah we haven't been able to do that with the coaches around the state we've done some zooms and some clinics um thank goodness for zoom uh you know that's been awesome and that's been the other thing i would say is it's really been a great year to you know kind of reach out and all of a sudden now you know uh coach mcmahon at the denver broncos you know hey i can make time for a zoom for you or um, we did an st a special team summit with uh, 14 coaches around the country uh, from south florida to eastern michigan you know and so anyway everybody's able to carve out you know that half hour or whatever for a zoom so that's been awesome to just kind of reach out that way and connect with guys and so it's kind of been a mental sweat i guess you'd say is trying to learn uh, as much as we can in this off time and now we're able to get out in spring and put it to use and see what sticks and what works for us from a coaching perspective, is there anything you've learned that maybe you'll continue to employ? Because, uh, I mean, there's there is some silver linings here, right? Definitely. I think the biggest thing we've all learned is, you know, the grinder uh, mentality of coaches. Um, and, again, not that, you know, not that that's not still going to happen, but you can do it a different way. You can, you know, work from home. You can send in, A, we can communicate in different ways. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to all be in the office and so i think that's been the biggest thing um i've i've never been a great worker at home i'm a guy that when i'm in the office i'm working and when i get out of the office i don't want to be thinking about football that's my time away but it's been helpful in the fact of just being able to communicate with guys connect with kids i think the recruiting you know being able to still zoom with kids you know just that face-to-face Granted, over Zoom interaction is better than a call or a text. And so those little things, I think, have been definitely beneficial and something will continue. Well, tonight, ESPN Missoula, listen to Nuanez now, live from Bozeman, Montana. And the recruiting element is interesting as well. You guys obviously didn't have a season in 2020, but high school football in the state of Montana did. And uh, I loved, from my seat, actually getting to go to way more high school games than I usually get to go to. It was one of the things where we actually could get in. You know, you could just go stand on the sideline in the corner. And uh, it was fun evaluating the talent across the state. But did did you feel like you guys, especially when it comes to Montana recruiting, had uh, more of an opportunity to kind of evaluate guys since you weren't bogged down with your own season last fall? Definitely. I think it was an awesome deal that uh, the high school players really were the showcase. They were the the only show in town, if you will. And so, you know, getting them the recognition that they deserve and, and, you know, the spotlight they deserve. The thing that obviously bums us out is there's no better evaluation than an in-person evaluation. And that's why camps are always so huge or getting out in the season and the NCAA, you know, having us in a dead period. I'm like you. I haven't seen a live football game in a long time. So I'm excited to be able to see one of those eventually. Still haven't. But Um, Yeah, it's been awesome. We've been able to kind of break down and thankful the state of Montana and the uh, MHSA worked it out to be able to get those kids tape, film. Um, That gives them a big step ahead of the kids, you know, from other states that maybe are just now playing or never even got a season. Very few know high school football better than you, considering you've been doing so many different realms of, of recruiting this state for so long. 
What did you think of the high school talent in the state this last year? To me, it seemed like it was pretty darn good. Yeah, I think last year was one of the, I mean, best years I've seen in a while, from top to bottom for all levels. Um, the body types, um, you know, obviously, you know, we sent a kid to the FBS um, Sentinel. You know, we're we're biased about Rollins since we got his brother Byron here, and so excited for him. But you know, again, Montana. That's the thing about recruiting is you know the FBS guys will find you. Montana guys really. Are somewhat spoiled in that regard. You got, like I said, the FBS guys will find you. Matt Miller's of the world, Brock Osweiler, now Rollins. But if you go down, you got two FCS schools fighting over you, and then you got five, six NAI schools. If you go out of state, you know, Dickinson State does a great job. And so all of a sudden, the Division IIs, Mary, Minot, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities for kids. You see it. Um, you know, you guys do a great job of covering all these guys. But, yeah, I just thought it was a great class last year. Um, so excited for the guys to get those opportunities because, again, with rosters being full um, and no graduation, guys being given an extra year of eligibility, the opportunities really were limited. So that was kind of a tough deal there, but um, yeah, I think Montana kids are fortunate if if they want to continue on, there's an opportunity for them. When Jeff Schott took this job at Montana State as the head coach back December 2015, leading into the 2016 season, I thought it was a, a unique role that he carved out for you as the director of high school football operations, so uh, what what has evolved about that position for you? I mean, I know that it's so great to be able to be in touch with coaches across the state, but how has your mindset changed just in the way that you kind of operate, and how important do you think it is just for the way that you guys have been able to do such a good job recruiting in state? I don't know that necessarily it's it's changed. I think um, the biggest thing is just funneling the communication kind of through through one person. Um, our other coaches, again, you know, the Bobcat Blitz, we get our coaches out into the state and uh, get them in schools and get them to meet the coaches. Obviously, we don't want them just to feel like I'm the only connection they have. And, and again, having Montana guys, um, you know, with Brian Armstrong and Bobby Daly, and then obviously Coach Beal's been a guy that's, um, you know, been at Montana State. So, and we've had guys that have come and gone throughout the time we've been here. But I think funneling it through there, getting guys connected, but just giving the the high school coaches a guy, hey, I know if I reach out to to BJ, at least we got a place to go. And then from there, you know, I think it's just that, you know, we talk about the blue collar, gold standard, you know, customer service, um, you know. Being a guy that's, you know, a small town guy from Sheridan, eight man, coach six man, you know, been at the smaller school levels, NAI level, and now getting the opportunity to be here um, has just been, you know, kind of that, hey, I know what it's like to be that guy at a small school and, and want to have opportunities to reach out or get my kids on film or seen by somebody. And so I think, you know, it's just been, it's evolved in the fact that coaches feel comfortable now and they know we're we're serious about putting our our money where our mouth is it's not just lip service that hey we want to own the state not only on saturdays but you know throughout the 365 days a year which is the recruiting Bidji Robertson joining us, assistant football coach at Montana State. We are doing this live from Bozeman, Montana at the football offices here on the MSU campus. Can't wait to check out some Bobcat football action tomorrow. You're listening to Nuanez now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television. If you're watching, the studio's empty because we're here. But, Coach, let's talk about the coaching change. I mean, Jeff Choate leaves, uh, I guess it's been a couple months now, uh, takes a job as the defensive coordinator, co-defensive coordinator at Texas. Uh, awesome opportunity for him. Pretty hard to say no when Texas comes calling. Uh, but Brett Vegan slides in, and uh, we've had 
a lot of interaction with Coach Vegan already. Uh, seems like he's a pretty solid guy. Can't wait to see him on the football field. But what was it been like for you and the staff? Because quite a few of you were retained, but it had to be sort of a, an interesting situation when uh, you're, you're kind of in limbo for a little while. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, probably the the strangest thing, and again, you know, the kids obviously went through it as well. So, you know, hey, we, we chose to get into this profession, and, and so we know things like this come, come and go and, and happen in the profession. I think probably the biggest thing is the kids as they were going, and so kind of just going back over Christmas, you know, all of a sudden the Boise State thing came up for Coach Choate. Um, again, another awesome opportunity, and so everybody kind of got through that uh, you know, limbo period and kind of maybe exhaled or whatever, and then obviously the opportunity came for Coach of Texas, and and so it ended up being you know maybe longer than any of us were expecting, if that makes sense, of being in that kind of limbo period. Um, but just like I kind of mentioned my background, you know, Coach Vegan coming in, uh, small town nine man football guy from from North Dakota, Buxton, and so he's a guy that understands, you know, the rural part of the kind of Montana, North Dakota, that small school. Hey, you know, you can't burn bridges because you only know so many people in your town, and and uh, but also, hey, you know everybody's name, and you know you wave when you're driving down the street and so he really fits uh, obviously Montana um, again very personal as you mentioned making you know he's been kind of doing the media circuits and and uh, getting his name out there and connecting we've done an awesome job I think it's been um, he's wanted to pick up where we've left off in the recruiting and owning the state as far as that goes and so we did a zoom one night invited all the high school coaches in the state of Montana to jump on and just you know connect with him and our new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator and so we've started those processes of getting guys connected with them and so it's been great. Jeff Schultz was such a, uh, or I shouldn't say was, is such a dynamic personality. I mean, he's, his intensity, I mean, it, it never wavers. Um, so I, I've been saying this on the show for a while. You can't really replace Jeff Cho. You basically have to be your own guy. And Brett Vegan has talked about that quite a bit as well. But from what's it been like just in terms of the differences that you notice between the way Coach Cho was operating this program and now Coach Vegan? Yeah, it's definitely, um, like you said, just two different personalities. Obviously, you know, we're the Bobcats. So I don't know, maybe this is a bad analogy, but more than one way to skin a cat, <laughs> if that makes sense. But, um, yeah, definitely uh, Coach Vegan's more cerebral. Um, you know, the quarterback kind of mentality you know he's even keeled um you know is always analyzing you can tell he's you know he's an introspective person um kind of just taking things in and and really trying to kind of get his feet on the ground and get you know his culture get uh set as as we move forward and so that's been the biggest thing it's it's honestly you know people say hey how is it and it's it's night and day it's just just two different styles of leadership um it doesn't mean one's better than the other it just means they're different and so we've had to adjust from players to coaches to you know staff so it's been uh, it's definitely been new and with uh, with change comes opportunity and so we're all excited for for the new opportunities that are coming our way Culture is such a, an important thing when it comes to a college football team, particularly college sports in general. Uh, but one thing I think that's been present at Montana State for at least 20 years and probably for longer than that is that 
it's always been a player's program, and it's always been about Montana State more than anything else, right? I mean, the, the players are the what makes the program, and Coach Joe did such a good job of preaching that, but it, it wasn't that much different than what I heard from Mike Kramer and Rob Ash, too. So um, does it is it easier to maintain that element since it has been present around here for so long? Definitely. Um, you know, and we're fortunate to have great leadership. Uh, you know, a guy like Troy Anderson, Lewis Kidd, Chase Benson, um, you know, just to mention a few. Obviously, I could continue down. We talk, and that's one of the things, you know, Coach always talked about. You know, coaches come and go. You know, you got to choose why are you coming to Montana State. Obviously, we talk always about the academic opportunities and life after football. Um, and so those things, you know, are huge. And so, again, I, you know, you tell kids that. I get it. You know, we're building new facilities. I get kids get caught up in that, and, and they get attachments to, to the coaches, so I understand that. But but at the end of the day, it's, it's the kids' program. It's the players' program, um, you know, and so they really have bought into that, and I really am proud of the leadership. And so, like you said, it was a, a definitely a limbo period for a while, but thankfully we had great internal leadership um, through our players, and, and it's hard not to follow those guys, you know, because they've been there, they've done it, they do it the right way, not only on the football field, but off the field as leaders and academic and students and just people in general. So um, really, maybe in a different time, this might have been a little scarier, but thankfully with the leadership we've had, it's, it's been a smooth transition. B.J. Robertson joining us here on Nuanas Now, assistant football coach at Montana State, doing this from Montana State University. And, Coach, you guys made a run to the Final Four of the FCS playoffs the last time you took the field back in 2019. So coming into this upcoming 2021 season, likely to be a top 10, maybe top 8, maybe even top 5 squad in the preseason rankings. Certainly going to be one of, if not the favorite to win the Big Sky Conference. So what's the transition like? What's the challenge like in terms of handling those sorts of expectations? Well, I think, you know, initially, maybe if, if, if everything was intact, you know, that would be more of the challenge. But right now, that's not even our worry or concern. Right now, we're in the here and now. Uh, new staff, new schemes, uh, new coaches to impress for players and as coaches. You know, we're all, hey, we understand we got to get it done. And spring ball's our interview as coaches as well and players. And so, like I said, change creates opportunity. So if you were the number one, you know, you got to go out there and continue to earn that. If you didn't like where you were, here you go. Here's your opportunity. Now that the deck's been shuffled, so let's see where you can, you know, make a mark. Hey, maybe I didn't fit in this scheme, but now I do fit in that scheme so um and same thing coaching wise we're looking at different things hey maybe you know from with new lenses we have new coordinators and a new head coach that are bringing in ideas as well and trying to tweak it and just make it better so um i really don't think that right now that's even our focus and i think it'll can kind of continue just because we're only going to get the 15 padded bracket or 15 opportunities not all padded but then we'll hit the summer um, and guys will be working through that we'll address it when we get there but um it's just you know honestly it's a, a new new era the coach vegan era and so everybody's working towards that initially as of last week, eight teams in the Big Sky Conference are playing football. Cal Poly dropped out this last week, so now just seven teams in the Big Sky playing spring football. Have you been watching the games? I have. Um, yeah, the 
hard to miss the uh, Weber State Northern Arizona game. That's probably a all-time classic. Uh, you know, just the way Weber scored with some with a kick return and then with the throw to the tackle. I mean, and then obviously the very ending and and Northern Arizona back and forth. So yeah, there's been a lot of awesome stuff just to watch uh, as a fan. Um, like I said, we haven't seen live football in a while, so we'll take whatever football we can get. But um, yeah, it's been exciting to watch and and uh, looking forward to more football coming in the next month. The more that this plays out, I'm happy that to have Big Sky football to watch, certainly to cover and tweet about and all that. But on the other hand, I'm so glad that the two schools we cover the most heavily, Montana State and Montana, aren't playing. Your thoughts on not participating in the spring? Seems like it was the right choice for the two schools in Montana. Oh, definitely. I think, uh, again, just where our players are and seeing them going out and getting after it in spring ball, um, you know, I don't know that it would have been the right. I, I don't believe it would have been the right thing to ramp it up and try and play multiple games after having gone a whole season and not. And so, um, I think they're getting a full training cycle. They're in their routine. They're used to doing this at this time of year. Um, we're going to have a good summer as well and have another opportunity to kind of reevaluate, especially. Who would have known where it's played out with our coaching staff? You know, that could have been disastrous to try and be doing something and making changes. And so, um, yeah, compliments to the leadership from the presidents to the ADs to the to the coaches uh, making the right decision. And I really do believe they put the players first. It wasn't about, you know, as coaches, of course, what do you want to do? You want to go out and coach football and, and you want to play games. And, and the players do too, you know. We always say we'd rather recruit guys that we got to say, whoa, than go. And but compliments to everybody having the the players mentality and best at at truest at the top and at the heart of the whole deal and I think this is what's best for them. You're listening to Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana. I'm Coulter Nuanez. I'm in the office of B.J. Robertson. He wears many different hats for the Montana State football team. Let's talk about the special teams element of this coach. Uh, I think sometimes people always want to know who's going to be the quarterback, who's going to be the receiver, but we have to replace a starting kicker, a starting punter, and even in your guys' case, a starting long snapper. Those are huge positions to replace. You, you don't really notice them until all of a sudden they're not steady. You guys had some steady guys the last couple of years. I thought Jared Padmas was one of the most underrated players in the Big Sky Conference. I actually thought it was a crime that he wasn't higher than honorable mention last year because I thought his ability to roll punt and control field position was about as good as anybody in the league. But now you're going to have a couple young guys competing for the specialist job. So uh, take us through it. Just break down the, both the, the battles for both your uh, place kicking and punting positions. Yeah, like you said, we have all new faces. And so, again, you know, you're always trying to find the silver lining and everything. And like you said, with uh, us not playing this year, it was great because these guys are getting not only one semester, but now another semester. And then they'll have a summer to be within the program, immersing themselves in what we're asking them to do, really honing their craft. Um, and they've done a great job. So kind of starting punter-wise, um, we brought in Bryce Layton. Um, he's, you know, highly regarded, was, you know, regarded as a top one or two punter in the nation. Obviously loved what he saw when he came to Montana State, not only academically, but just, you know, the fit, the feel, um, just kind of everything. So um, 
punted in uh, his last high school game, Under Armour game. Uh, so that's pretty big time for him. So he's done it at a high level. Won a state championship at Camas. Um, and so he's come in and he's been as good as advertised. Uh, so excited. Unfortunately, you won't really see a ton of punting. We did punting Tuesday and Thursday. so But you'll see him on the sideline and the ball just sounds different coming off his foot. Um, again, not... Not slighting Jared at all, but again, I think the reason Jared did get slighted was because, you know, it wasn't the conventional, hey, the ball's hanging in the air. He did a lot of, you know, the kind of crafty, I guess, but, you know, the results are the results. And at the end of the day, who cares what it looks like as long as you get the job done. And so it will be a little different, but uh, excited about Bryce Layton, 4.0 guy. So then moving to the kickers, we got Blake Lesnar and Luke Pollock. Two guys that are competing for that job, and they also punt as well. So the nice thing is all three of those guys can do everything. Uh, so we're not pigeonholed there, but they're kind of the front leaders in the, the field goal competition and the kickoff. Um, again, Luke's a transfer. He's come in from Ohio. He loves Montana. He's just been awesome. I'm so excited about his work ethic, and even though he's been a transfer he's got a little more you know seniority but um, hasn't kicked live in a game so we'll look forward to him Blake Glessner again kid from Woodenville Washington uh, comes in was a multiple sport athlete so his really kicking is just starting to really take off and now that he's just focused only on kicking it's been exciting to see his progression and then long snapper Tommy Sullivan, he does a great job for us. Again, kind of one of those underappreciated guys, like you said. Um, again, another Washington kid. He's he's doing a great job taking control of that. And then we got a variety of guys that fill in behind him that are continuing to um, push him as well. So looking forward to them and uh, thankful they're here. Great kids and they're competitors, so loving what they're doing. Also an underrated element, uh, the kick teams, you got some guys that were really good covering kicks coming back, but everybody's going to wonder how do you replace Travis Johnson and all his versatility with the ball in his hands. He's making noise in the NFL right now. I mean, there's been tweets already about uh, him during offseason workouts right now. I, I think that if he continues to progress, he's going to be a guy that could maybe make an active roster if he sticks with it. But more than the touchdowns, more than the, the ability to run the Wildcat, all that stuff. I, mean, I thought one of the main reasons why he's getting a shot in the NFL is because of his ability to cover kicks. So uh, that, that, that sets the tone for the rest of the team, too, right? When you got a guy who's a first-team All-League offensive player who's willing to run down on kickoff, it proves that nobody's too good for that job, right? So how do you replace a guy like that? And what do you think just overall of your kick teams? Is there any young guys that you expect to really battle and then sort of break out uh, covering kicks and punts for you? Yeah, definitely. Kind of just to reiterate what you just said. Um, you know, number one, Alex Singleton is a guy in the NFL with the Eagles that made his reputation in the NFL, you know, getting covering kicks. And then now, obviously, injuries gave him the opportunity and he took off from there. So when you have guys like that in your program, then obviously Travis, these guys not only, you know, Alex is okay, that guy, we see him on TV, but, you know, we weren't here when he was here. But now, hey, here's Travis. You were here when he was here. He built his resume and you know, that's just the biggest thing. Just kind of you said it, you know, guys are like, oh, you know, I have to do that. No, that's how you get into an NFL camp when you're an FCS player. You need to understand that. And on, and honestly, even at an FBS, if you're kind of that tweener guy, 
you have value and and so it's all about building your resume how much value can you bring to the team in what areas if you know hey if you're obviously got the the laser arm and the you know the 4-2 speed then obviously those are the things you're going to bring but versatility um, coach Cho obviously we made a living off that with a guy like Troy Anderson he showed that he could do it in a variety of ways um, so that's been something we've always valued in our program player versatility so then to get to kind of your question of who are the the next guys up um obviously a lot of the freshmen are the guys that have kind of really making their name for themselves um and again i always call him danny ukulele because <laughs> yulia kemp is not exactly easy to say so um he's a kid that we're excited about aiden parks is another kid that keeps showing up and flashing um elijah elliott's a young guy in the return game that that's been awesome but don't forget about some of these old guys some guys maybe have had some injuries willie patterson's been a kid that um you know had a couple collarbone issues over the course of his time uh, you can't forget the old trusty Coy Steele, you know, the guy that just, he just gets the job done and uh, walk on out of Sheridan, Wyoming, but, you know, was a Gatorade Player of the Year and has earned a scholarship while he's here. But again, that started on special teams. And then, you know, guys that I really appreciate that just continue to do it, Amandre Williams on punt, Ty Okada, um, James Campbell, again, he's been a a guy that's been a trusted guy for me for a long time um, and so he'll continue to be that so again just that it's that mindset it's that mentality um, it's really kind of trickled down throughout the program over the course of time being here and, and you know Logan Jones <laughs> another guy um, you know you can kind of go Joey Michaels you know the tradition's been set like you're saying about it being a players program and there's no better way to you know be, show that you're a players program when every guy's willing to go out it doesn't matter you know they just want to go out and play the game and and get reps and so that's kind of the mentality we've been able to continue it's amazing you just named some guys that i just i've never even seen them practice or play even though they've been in the program for a long time so it will be exciting even just to look at the guys tomorrow to see what they look like physically should be a fun day in bozeman tomorrow well full uh reaction and coverage for you next week on nuanas now we're at on the montana state campus with bj robertson montana state special teams coordinator assistant head coach as well as the director of high school football operations and coach thanks so much for letting us swing by this has been great and uh look forward to seeing your guys tomorrow Appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Love the show and appreciate everything you do for the big sky and and uh, the kids getting their name out. And, and uh, you just do a great job. So thanks for the opportunity and go Cats. Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana. Switching gears, get some track and field. Clint May, University of Montana track coach, swinging by. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today.
Montana. You're listening in to Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. It's a travel and radio show. I'm Coulter Nuanez, coming to you live from Bozeman, Montana. If you're watching on SWX Montana Television, you see an empty studio. That's because I'm on the other side of the Continental Divide. Appreciate B.J. Robertson, assistant head coach for the Montana State football team, for letting me swing by. Great interview with him. Be checking out some Bobcat football practice tomorrow. I'm hoping to get out to Montana football practice soon, but they've been starting about 345, so that's been a conflict with this show. But either way, all football all the time here coming up soon because uh, don't look now, but the Grizz have a game next week, so that should be super exciting. I have not seen live football since December of 2019, so we will... Uh, Certainly have it all covered for you. Looking forward to it. But shifting gears out of football mode into track and field mode. It's normal track and field timing for the season, but they had several years off between actual outdoor meets. But last weekend, the Al Manuel Invitational in Missoula. Great performances from both Montana and Montana State athletes at, at the invite track meet. And earlier this week, we caught up with Clint May, the head coach for the University of Montana track and field team. Well, we go now. The Rangets Brothers RV phone line. Time for well, we go the Brothers RV phone line. Time for week highlighting various coaches from various different levels of sports from around the state of Montana. And this week on the Coach's Corner, we welcome in Clint May. He is the track and field coach for the University of Montana. And his teams finally got a chance to compete in outdoor track this last weekend. Al Manuel Northwest Invite in Missoula last Friday and Saturday. A ton of great results for the Grizz as well as a bunch of great results from a lot of the teams that attended as well. But coach, I know it's been a crazy year, especially since you took over. Not a lot of competition to actually gauge your athletes in, but now you finally got to host a meet. So what was this last weekend like for you and your team? It was so good to compete again. Um, I'm really, really grateful to Missoula City and County Health Department for giving us the green light. Um, We did make some adaptations to make this thing happen. And I'm really, really grateful for our team and our community and for those visiting teams for um, living up to the things that we needed to have happen uh, to make sure that we were following COVID protocol. It was just a great, great weekend. Uh, some of our athletes really stepped up in a way that makes the idea of being rusty look like a fallacy. Um, <laughs> there was a few performances that were lifetime best performances. And at the end of a two-year break from track and field, that was great to see. We talked to... Dylan Kipp, javelin thrower, yesterday, and he was just taking us through his timeline. He transfers to Montana before the 2019 outdoor season, and then gets to compete for just just basically less than two months, and then basically doesn't get to compete as a Grizz again since javelin is an exclusively outdoor sport. So, but then he's got to be one of those guys you're talking about. He throws, he pops one 230 feet plus, and then PRs by more than 35 feet. So, um, pretty amazing. But specifically, coach, just those athletes that really are in, in disciplines that only occur outdoors this had to be about as long as you can possibly wait between actual competition oh yeah um phenomenally long (laughs) so to to see what happened at the javelin um we had really really good marks at the discus as well which is only contended during the outdoor season 
and we had two really, really good marks in the discus as well, uh, which are now sitting in the top 10 in the conference, which is no small feat considering most of the teams in the conference have been at it for at least a couple weekends, some of them three weekends. So to crack into the top 10 is legitimately um, a top end of the conference type of performance. So those two disciplines, um, it's amazing how long it's been for them and, and wow, did they ever step up and really do a good job. And then you add in the factor, too, that uh, multiple different throws coaches at Montana. And now I know Ryan Wyman's doing a great job for you. So what have you thought of his ability to prepare some of those athletes that have had the long break? Well, um, he's done a good job. Um, technically, he is a student of the sport, and I think he takes that very, very seriously. And... I mean, I don't know the throws events technically uh, very well, but when I watch him coach, it's obvious that he knows technically the sport incredibly well, any of the four disciplines that he coaches. Um, but you just have to say it must be working because there were good marks all over the place. And um, so, yeah, he's doing a really nice job there and the athletes are responding well. Coach's Corner with Clint May, the head coach for the University of Montana track and field team. And Coach, take us through just what the last couple of years has been like. I know you came back to Montana uh, to, uh, to be the head cross-country coach, and then it's been sort of a lot of tumult since then. Brian Schwain resigns, and all of a sudden now you're the interim coach, and, and you're taking over the, the head coaching duties for the first time. So uh, what's it been like just kind of acclimating, and what's the learning curve been like for you? Well, it has been a steep learning curve. <laughs> when, I, when I took the position in 2019, the fall of 2019, I, I knew that I wanted to be back in Montana. I love Missoula. I didn't know that I loved Missoula at that time, but I've really grown to love Missoula. And so, you know, for a year, I really felt like, yeah, I'm, I'm settling in here. I've got, I've got a really good group of distance runners and all the hope in the world to recruit more and more out of the Pacific Northwest. But I thought it would be a position that I could kind of settle in on and come to work each and every day and not really feel too much stress. Um, taking over the role of the interim head coach has added a little bit of stress. Um, I, I tend to worry a little bit about the entire team, how they're doing academically. Um, I feel a sense of hope that they're doing well as far as mental and emotional health goes. That has been a challenge in a COVID year when, when student athletes and students at large can kind of feel like they're a little bit lost on on what's going to happen in the future. And so that's been a little bit of something that I feel like I've taken on and taken home with me on occasion and kept me awake at night is, is everyone feeling optimistic about the future when we just don't know what's happening in a pandemic. And um, so, so I would say that from a workload, 
I don't think it's ever been too much of a workload from an emotional um, and just just kind of wanting everyone to be fine and doing well and and moving towards graduation and optimism towards future careers. That's been a bit stressful. Um, Operationally, this is a great group of assistant coaches, and so we're able to get everything done. And, in fact, over the winter months, not traveling to any indoor meets, um, there wasn't a lot of extra time that was put into the job. It's just I think we've all borne the burden or borne the weight of wanting to make sure that athletes still feel engaged and optimistic and getting to an outdoor meet and having the sunshine on us at practice has just made a world of difference. And I so look forward to the next month of competition. No questions. Outstanding to have track and field and any and all other sports sort of at least returning back to normal. Clint May, he's the head coach for the University of Montana track and field team. And, Coach, that part is so – one of my favorite parts of covering track is the diversity in athleticism and, and just humans that, that compete on a, any given college track team because you have people of all shapes and sizes and different athletic disciplines and from all over the, the country, different mindsets that it takes to be successful in different sports. But it seems to me that that part has probably been very challenging in, in terms of the meshing of everybody because you can't just have a big party and, and have everybody get together. or You can't just have a big barbecue where everybody can get to know each other. So um, what have you guys done to sort of mitigate that and have the kids on the team still get a chance to get to know each other? Coulter, you are exactly right. Oftentimes, what keeps a team feeling connected and motivated is being on a bus together or having a barbecue together. And it's one of the things that has been one of my biggest challenges is how do I have a connection of athletes where they feel connected with each other, but also they feel connected with the coaching staff. And really, I can't take credit that we've done anything um, spectacular. Uh, We've literally had to use email and group messaging to try to keep people together. And on those group messages, I try to often put on there some type of statement of my gratitude for the work that they're doing, uh, some form of an inspirational quote or saying. Um, But I really, any and all of that just is pales in comparison to the opportunity when you can gather physically together. And so it it has been really, really tough. COVID has asked us to stay separate in different groups and keep those groups small. So when we're out at the track, we, you see the sprinters together, you see the throwers together, but even then they're in relatively small groups and um, you just walk around trying to keep a 10 foot halo away from different groups, but you still try to stay connected with hellos and keep up the good work. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just grateful that we're to this point. Um, it, it hasn't been easy for most and it's been particularly difficult for some. And so to get to this point where it looks like we are going to see a return to normalcy, 
and we are going to be able to exchange high fives, pats on the back. Um, I'm so ready and so welcome for that. To our coach's corner, Clint May joining us from the University of Montana track and field teams. And coach, you mentioned a couple of the, the outdoor-only disciplines where it was pretty awesome to watch some career-best performances. I know coming into the meet, I, I always follow all Nick Halsey's great writings and releases about the, the track team and the Montana Sports Information. And he was say, he had a line in there that you were thinking that maybe you know a handful of kids might be able to get PRs, but instead maybe as many as 10 did uh, at the Al Manual Invitational last week. So uh, what are some other highlights that you liked and, and noticed about your team's performance last week? Well, you you mentioned Dylan Kip in the javelin, and I think anyone that was at that meet probably either saw it or quickly heard about it. Uh, 230-foot javelin throw, pretty amazing. Um, But right behind him was Evan Todd, and now Evan Todd sits in the top five in the conference, um, and he actually athletically is just a freshman because of not being able to throw last year. And so he's just a freshman athletically out of Kalispell, Montana. That was amazing. I've got a young lady by the name of Tess and she threw the hammer 185 feet, which sits her at number two in the conference. Uh, Tess comes from Canada and the thing that's interesting about Tess is that was a good throw, but it really wasn't a phenomenal PR type of throw. Uh, she regularly could throw at 185 feet and probably has had some practice throws over 190 feet. So we're super excited for her. Uh, we had a high jump female, Abby Dodge, um, who jumped 5'7" came up off the mat and said, I've been waiting for that one for a while. And that mark uh, sits her in the top five in the conference. Uh, Jordan Stowe, uh, one of our male long jumpers, high jumpers, had just a great long jump, right just an inch away from 24 feet. And um, that was a lifetime best for him. And we had a distance runner, Kyle Peterson, um, who walked into the 5,000 meter with a personal best of 1535, I believe, and ran 15 flat. So he knocked 35 seconds off of his previous best. Um, boy, I hope to not leave anyone out that was just kind of some of the more phenomenal um, events. Let me take a look at my list here real quick because I would hate to miss anyone in particular. Uh, we also had a steeplechase event where we had five athletes in the steeplechase and just represented really, really well. Our top steeplechaser, Joel Mendez, um, now sits at number four in the Big Sky Conference in the steeplechase. So that was pretty phenomenal. Um, I'll look back over the, the females. Um, on the In the javelin, Kim... Earhart um, just threw a monster javelin throw once again from the javelin crew, 150 plus feet. Um, she sits in the top three in the Big Sky Conference now. Um, I'm going to mention Abby Harmon. 
Uh, she's a gal that comes to us from Helena and is a junior on our track team. Has always just been a steady, strong point in the sprint crew. But her, her 400-meter hurdles was uh, a really big step up for her. Um, you know, she's been one that's always around at the conference championships, but never on the podium. And if she keeps running like she has been and like she did on Saturday, I think we could see her on the podium at the conference meet in the 400-meter hurdles. That was a pretty phenomenal run for her. Um, I would say that those, there was a lot of great events, but those six or seven really stood out as, in my mind, as momentum builders for the rest of the season. Thanks for the next couple of weeks because I know you have the Grizz Cat Duel here in Missoula on April 24th, but between now and then, three different meets, but I know that uh, you're probably not going to be able to take full teams just because of the busing situation and things like that. So how yeah. do you continue to hope to develop and peak by the end of the outdoor season with the Big Sky Conference Championships on the horizon the second weekend of May uh, within maybe limited competition or uh, spread out competition these next few weeks? Yeah, um well, between the next two weeks, everybody will get to compete again, at least at one of them. And some of them will get to compete both in Spokane and then again in Bozeman. But I think when you talk about shaping a team for the end of the year, it's the Idaho State meet that I'm the most excited for. On that one, um, we will have a limited team, but with three competitions under our belt, we can look at that one and really start to say, who are the athletes that are um, performing at the top of their game and in the top 50% in the conference? And that'll be probably what we put on the bus for that one is athletes that you know are currently ranked in the top half of the Big Sky Conference. We may even have to make it more strict than that, and it'll be the top third. But I think when we get down to Pocatello, Idaho, and we take a trip, it's an overnight trip. It looks like the competition down there is going to be really, really worthy of a preview to the conference meet. Um, We obviously won't have schools from Arizona and California there, but there's a lot of other schools from the state of Utah that are not in the Big Sky Conference that will have their best athletes there. I think that Idaho State meet is going to create enough of a feel for, all right, we're moving into the comp, into the competitive, most competitive conference-like time in the season. I just love where it sits um, in the middle of April. We've already had a few opportunities to compete, and I think that's where things are going to really start to take shape and give us a good idea of what we need to work on and what we can optimistically hope for at the conference meet. Clint May, University of Montana Track and Field. It's our coach's corner. Coach, so happy to have Track and Field back in the fold and uh, so happy to be talking with you. Thanks so much for swinging by. We really appreciate it. Best of luck here in these next couple weeks. I'm sure we'll circle back around with you here in a few weeks, especially when that rivalry duel is on the horizon. But between now and then, best of luck, be safe, and thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Coulter. Love to be on. Love to be on. 
So there you go, Clint May, University of Montana track and field coach. Listen to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide television, SWX Montana. The traveling radio show continues. I'm over on the west side of Bozeman now, no longer on the MSU campus. Big Sky Conference basketball update. Four openings on the women's side. Plus, Brooks Nuanez at the top of the hour. Stick it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Nuanez Now. 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide television, SWX Montana. If you're watching it on TV, you see an empty radio studio. Well, I'm in Bozeman for the weekend. Came over here to uh, do some interviews with some Montana State head coaches, uh, excuse me, football coaches in general, and uh, also check out Bobcat football practice. Hope to hit the Grizz next week uh, for some interviews at least. Uh, as we know, Montana has one of their two spring football games next Saturday. We're up against it, so we're not going to spend too much time on this. We'll circle back around. Brooks Nuanas, SkyrimSportsMT.com, going to join us here in just a few minutes. But several head coaching openings in the Big Sky Conference for women's basketball, not just Montana. By the way, I've been able to track down seven or eight of the candidates for the University of Montana women's basketball opening. You can check those out at SkylineSportsMT.com. It is premium content, so please subscribe if you are so inclined. Uh, But as that thing continues to evolve, we'll continue to roll some more things out, put some uh, impressive candidates for the Lady Grizz opening, but openings at three other Big Sky Conference schools as well. Lynn Kennedy from Portland State Women's Basketball. He's headed to McNeese State, so Portland State is now open. Sacramento State did not renew the contract of Bunky Harkle Road, so they'll be in the mix for a new head coach at Sac State. And then this one was the surprising one. I know they've had a couple uh, down years, but Wendy Schuler, the longest tenured head coach in the Big Sky Conference, fired at Eastern Washington earlier this week. And uh, the reason I say it's surprising is I know that Eastern was, you know, they finished in this eighth or ninth the last couple years, but she's been there for 20 years. She's in a contract year. I thought maybe they would just let her resign or retire or or something, not fire her after 20 years, but regardless, uh, an opening at Eastern Washington as well. We'll talk a little bit more about this on the uh, uh, in the second hour here, but we got to get out. Brooks Nuana, SkylineSportsMT.com. We're going to do a little buy or sell all sorts of topics. Gonzaga basketball, Texas athletics, Tori Martell, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, or Trey Lance. Eastern Washington men's basketball, maybe even a little bit of baseball. Definitely some Roy Williams. Take you all the way around the world of sports with buy or sell with Brooks Nuanez. Right now, March College Basketball Mania is here at Sportsbet Montana, giving away some extra cash prizes with the Money Madness promotion. Place your bets on the Final Four college basketball games through the Sportsbet Montana app at any authorized location and be entered to win a prize of the top prize of $10,000 or one of 10 $500 cash prizes that are up for grabs. Each time you place your bet throughout the tournament, you, are, you get more entries. Get in on the excitement with Money Madness. From Sportsbet Montana, download the Sportsbet Montana app today and learn more at SportsBetMontana.com. 
Cobb. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you hot. It is Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 